0: Welcome back, everyone, to the Equally Responsible Opinion Show. Two
1: niggas
0: on the couch. <laughs> we are sitting here back in LA. We haven't been on for a little bit. Just spent some time. It's been a lot of time. We've had a lot of things come up. I've been yeah, we busy. Shit coming up again. Yo, it's just been. We're outside this summer, we've but showing,
1: we've been telling you I'm outside this summer. Fuck the bullshit. Fuck pox. I don't give a fuck.
0: Monkey going, pox. Oh my god. I'm not
1: going
0: out. No, we got a lot to get to though. Uh, we got a new favorite cooking show to come up to. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a, a, a movie review for Victor because he he saw a really good movie. For what? For once. Uh, But, no, we got to get with the, like, the best. I'm going to say it's the best Eastern Conference Finals because everything was so blown out. It was only, like, one good game. And Game 7 of Heat, Celtics, was really good. So, as you guys may or may not know, the Heat lost to the Celtics. Celtics will be facing the Golden State Warriors on Thursday for Game 1 of the NBA Finals. Victor, what are some of your preview thoughts just for the NBA Finals this year? Does Steph and the Warriors have it? Or can Tatum and Brown take it home back to Boston?
1: So... I, would, I always, you got to give everybody respect. You make it this far, you have a chance. Yeah. However, how much of a chance do you have? That's up to you to decide. I personally think this series will be over in a sweep or five. And if I'm, I'm putting a bet, I'm going for the sweep.
0: And you're going sweep in favor of Golden State.
1: In favor of Golden State. Because I, I just think as good as, unless, listen, now, the best team, clearly the Warriors. <laughs> clearly the Warriors. The best player, I can I can hear I, I can said an argument you go with Tatum or Curry. And I'll probably put Tatum a little more. Cause I think Curry, as good as Curry is, I think he's a one trick pony essentially. Yeah, that's what I fucking said. Because listen, what Curry does is what Rip Hamilton did but way better. Run around. Oh no, we're not going to that. No we're, said, no, we're not. Said, no, we're not. Said, we're my, not doing that. You're
0: saying me. you're saying Rip Hamilton, who was on part of that 0-4 Pistons team, who ran around and like, got the ball and then shot it. Catch and shoot. Yeah. Whereas Steph can actually get his shot off the dribble. And Steph can take the ball to the rim. Stop it. We're not <laughs> doing that. <laughs> We're not doing that. It's
1: no defense.
0: Okay, yeah, I'll give you that. Like, But, like, come on. Like, when you're a rip and you have Tayshaun Prince, Ben Wallace, and Rasheed Wallace playing defense, and Chauncey, like, like okay. Like, stop it. That's
1: my hot take for today, bro.
0: No, I feel like the Warriors, like... I think, I
1: think it's just they, Also... People don't give Wiggins enough respect because, like, Wiggins came out. He's supposed to be that next to the next guy. And sometimes it doesn't happen for people. But, like, but he's not he, – he he had never been a scrub.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. It's also, though, what happens if Wiggins stays in Cleveland? Wiggins never played in Cleveland. He gets drafted. He, they train to Minnesota. They get Kevin Love. LeBron comes back. They get Kyrie. Like, again, I agree with you on some parts. My biggest thing is I've always said he's the – it's hard to say, like, if he's the glue guy or X-Factor, but I definitely think he's the X-Factor. It's Clay. It's got to be Clay.
1: Yeah, 100%. Because Clay still is, he isn't what he was before, which is fine. Like, yo, bro, you missed two years. However, the problem with Clay is, and it's scary because, like, you don't know when he's going to go off. Right. And I just, I just think they have too much firepower. Like, they just, I just think the Warriors, they missed the past two years because <laughs> of injuries and Draymond's talking about the shit. And it's just like, I just think the Warriors are going to just fucking
0: Well, well So, like, let's go through this. Like, let's look at both. Because you can make a case that both team has not had to have the toughest challenge. Think about it. Golden State's the three seed coming out. You have Boston, who I believe is the four seed.
1: Boston had a tough road.
0: Uh, no, excuse me. Boston's the, the two seed, right? Yeah. Are they the three seed? I think they're the three. Wait, hold on. Let me go back. It was Miami who was one.
1: Milwaukee was second?
0: No, it couldn't be Milwaukee. It would be Boston. Because remember Milwaukee, uh, they dropped a three to play... um. To play uh, Chicago, so when we go back and we look, they just had a, they just had a, a worse record than the Warriors. Mm-hmm. But go back and look at the Warriors. They played Denver with Jokic, back-to-back MVPs. But still, you had no Jamal Murray, you have no Michael Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. Second round, they play Memphis. We all thought, oh my God, this could be a young up-and-rising team going to the finals. John Murray gets hurt; he doesn't play. Then you play the Mavericks, where it's just like, okay, it's Luka and four too, other dudes. Too much. Because we all it. thought See, it was
1: honestly, be- Memphis was the only series that they really got like tested. But then once. Jaw was out. That was it didn't right, but then did, you. When did, when did Kerr get COVID? Oh well, no! Well, not even not
0: even that. But then we all thought, oh, they're gonna play Phoenix, yeah. and that didn't happen. So they played Dallas. Then you flip it over. Look at Boston. Okay, their first round, they sweep the net.
1: which was fucking hilarious.
0: Hilarious, but Kyrie and Katie, they don't play that well. Second round, they play Milwaukee. They got
1: a lucky break.
0: Chris Middleton didn't play, they
1: and they a, a, I still had to go to seven. Still had it, still forced to seven.
0: And then you go to seven versus Miami, and Miami has a hobble Jimmy Butler who's carrying the team. Which, Lowry was not playing as well as he hero needed. Couldn't do it. Heroes out again, like just a really banged up Miami Heat team. Oladipo shell of himself, like shell. not not really like is he gonna get back to that Bear dunk very contest? Very like very passive aggressive when it comes to him. So, how good were the Heat? So, again, we have this toss-up when it comes to the NBA Finals.
1: But, like, yeah. like But still, like, I'm not going like, to... Boston played great defense the entire time. Like, Boston... The first round, their defense showed, like, yo, these motherfuckers ain't playing around. And then Tatum has had a coming-out party.
0: Except play. for Games 1 and Game 6, when they let Butler go off. Those were the only games that... And again... Well, bro- you can
1: say he went off in Game 7, too, but it's just, like, he... Butler is the perfect...
0: We're also talking about... We're also talking about when <laughs> you look at when you look at the Miami stupid. <laughs> and I, I'm so sorry. When you look at Miami, Jimmy Butler. You don't take that three. Who knows where you are?
1: See, like that. that worst part is that three was so like that's not that's, that's not your game, dog. What are you doing? But then, like, you get why he did it like, he wasn't gonna play five more minutes in overtime. No, he wasn't. He couldn't. He could. He could have. He just wouldn't be effective. He, he was. Like Jimmy Butler, what he what he did in that series, or it, wait wait, wait another year, he makes you want to buy his jersey. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't like buying other teams' jerseys for just other reasons, but like I wouldn't mind having a butler, not right now, but like in 10, 20 years, walk around like, oh is that oh the butler jersey? Oh it's clean, bro. Like you know what I'm saying? Like Butler, he Butler he showed that if you give him also his whole his whole story. Even before his life story is fucking amazing. And the story of him since the Bulls, like, he keeps getting fucking moved. He goes to Minnesota. He tells them, yo, y'all are sorry. He goes to the Sixers. Y'all are sorry. And then every, and he was clearly casting. Like, I, don't, I like, don't think it's
0: y'all. I think it's a couple people. Yeah. Like, I think he looked at Carl Anthony Towns in Minnesota and was like, you're well, not I mean, good like, enough. The
1: Sixers, like The media was kind of like trying to portray him. Like, oh, is he the bad person? Like, no. He called him out. Like, he called him what it was. And then and this, what happened? The first year he goes to Miami in the bubble, goes to the finals. And everybody said, Oh, was that a fluke year? And then I think this year's show, and that really wasn't the fluke, Butler really with it. He just needs one more player. Right. To give him 15, 16 points. That's it. Like, he needs someone consistently give him. But, like, a question now for the, for the Heat Duncan Robinson. The oh, paid him doing? too much money. What the fuck are you doing with him? Yeah, yeah. And now this dude is getting court sized seats, sitting <laughs> down. He's like Kendrick Nunn. He just gets to sit there and big money.
0: Same thing with Hero, though.
1: But Hero was his hurt.
0: Yeah, but he also didn't play. Like, that's my thing. It's like...
1: He tried to... Come, but also, I hate how the...
0: He played seven minutes in game seven. The
1: professor said, oh, he's been cleared. Nigga, win the game, came right back out. Like, clearly he shouldn't have been fucking cleared to play. Like, if he can't play, then he shouldn't be playing. Like, you gotta... Uh, it's, it sucks because, like, you gotta think, like, long-term, bro. Like, listen, you're too young. You don't want to go out there and blow your whole fucking leg out right now. Because right. you have a long career ahead of you, possibly, and don't end it over this right now. Like you unfortunately forcing you got to go one like when it comes to sports, <coughs> even though winning is a once opportunity, like Butler might never to the finals ever again. He had his one shot and even then he went against the Lakers. And remember how exalty was that one game he won that yeah, picture they shot?
0: That picture where he's just hanging over. It's like and I have to carry the team.
1: And that was the one game he wins, and after that, they got their asses annihilated.
0: Right, but I think that's the thing. It's like he came out so hot in that first, second, he came out hot in the second quarter yeah. against the Celtics in the game seven. It's just like it wasn't there for the rest it of just, anyone else.
1: When you're, I was watching that game, I was just like, this, when he hit what it was, when it was like less than two seconds left on the clock and he got the ball and just hit that fucking jumper, I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding
0: Right, me. right.
1: Like, this is, this is just pure fucking, this is pure will and skill right now.
0: So you got, you got Warriors in five.
1: If I'm gonna put a bet in. I'll put a I'll, I'll put a bet for sweep, but it ain't going past five.
0: I'll say Warriors in six.
1: I, saw, I can see that. I guess they can understand
0: that. Yeah, I'll say Warriors in six. I think Steph Curry, this is his year, his year where he gets finals MVP. I don't think he does. I think, I think Jordan Poole, the emergence of him. And also, do they get Gary Payton, the second back, at any point in the series? And then Robert Williams and Marcus Smart, are you 100% healthy? We just don't know.
1: Did you see that one stat, how they were showing the D-League players that are in the finals right now?
0: Who is it? Not Kaminga. There's a
1: lot of players. So Marcus Smart played G League. Um, Wait, he went to Oklahoma State. Like, but like, he was in the G League for like a semester. like, a semester like that. Like there, I think it was they were saying. I think forty percent of the players at one time played in the G League. Oh wow. Yeah. Cool. But also, I kind of hate that rule because like it's kind of like they, they they put Wiseman. But like, what do you consider G League? Do you consider like he oh, like was, Moses Moody. I no, mean but like like but, but not like but like. For them, like Wiseman was drafted to the Warriors, but they threw him in there to give him some fucking run. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that wasn't that was a smart decision. But like then even the Boston Boston's coach, G League, well D League back there, but he was in it for like a season too.
0: Oh, uh, Amir Duker. Okay. Yeah.
1: So they were. They, it was like so much on in the style. They were saying how like like the G like pretty much like it's. Wow. I bring it up because like, it shows you what the fuck it shows you the L- evolution of the D League, like. I'm sorry, but we're watching something <laughs> right now. It's so stupid. <laughs> Why Oh,
0: right, please excuse my cough. Like So,
1: yeah. So, basically, it shows you the emergence of the G League now. How, like, before it was kind of like, oh, what is this bullshit? But now, we are starting to see, the NBA is starting to see the fruits of his labor. How they've been trying to do this for a few years. And now, you legitimately have players in the NBA who were like, yo, I'll be in the G League first for two, three years. I worked my way up, and now I'm... I'm one of the better players in the... I'm one of the top-tier players in the world right now. Well, not all of them, but, like... You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. It. And it's crazy. It's good. I remember, I was telling you before, I was like... In a few more years, like, how much longer until the defenders are playing at Crypto instead of playing at El Segundo? Oh, it's going to take a while,
0: though. It's going to take, take a while.
1: Yeah. But I, I can but I clearly see the trend going upward because you have Ignite, the fucking... Cause NBA knew, like, yo, we got to get these kids in here immediately. Like, there was one player on the Ignite I've heard about. He was on the team... But he couldn't be drafted. You know why? He was 17 years old. Mm. And the rule said he had to be a year removed. And I was like, they were saying, like, he was one of the better players on the team. But they're like, (laughs) he's only 17 years old, so he can't go pro yet. And I was like, that is ridiculous. Like, he was playing with Jalen Green. All all the other players that got drafted. But he couldn't go with them because he wasn't eligible yet.
0: Oh, gotcha. Well, speaking of Crypto.com Center and uh, the defenders maybe playing there, there is a couple teams that play there. No more bigger than the... L.A. The and Lakers. The Sparks. The, the Sparks? Yeah. I don't think they play, with, they play with the Galen Center. Really? I don't think they play at crypto anymore. They got kicked out? I don't think they got kicked out. I think they, they moved. Got, they got kicked the fuck no. out, bro. They can't afford the lights. But the Lakers just hired a new coach, uh, Darvin Ham, former wow. assistant coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. Victor, huge Laker fan. What are your thoughts?
1: So, when I think of Darvin Ham, you know what I think about? So, remember that Hamm? one? Play, yeah, shut up. No, yeah, Ham from New Orleans. Remember, so there was a play in the early 2000s when the Lakers were playing Robert Ory throws a full court pass to Kobe. Kobe gets the nuggets, takes the ball throws it behind his back 360 then dumps on somebody. Guess what that was? Darvin Ham. Darvin Ham. (laughs) Whenever I see Darvin Ham, I think about yo, Kobe dunked on that nigga. Like first Kobe fucking threw behind your back, threw behind his back, faked you out and then did a turnaround dunk on you. In Staples back in the day, like, damn, like. But I think, like, someone, like, they were all saying, this man's this is his man's first head coaching job in the NBA or any professional any any league like that. He's been assistant coach for years. He probably knows his shit. I'm not gonna say he doesn't. But your first job is with the Los Angeles Lakers, like, with with a LeBron James, Westbrook, and AD coming off of one of their worst years they've ever had where the fans were fucking upset and all that, and they gave you the keys to the fucking Los Angeles Lakers. And it makes you really wonder, like, all right, man, do you have a four-year contract? I believe you should at least get a chance. But the question is, what is he going to do with Westbrook?
0: Right, that's the, that's the million-dollar question.
1: So... Obviously, I was, I think it was nothing funnier than watching ESPN. What We have a whole ass playoffs going on. We have game sixes, game sevens. We have the Warriors back. And they still find time to talk about the fucking Lakers. And the worst part was, they were talking about shit they don't even give a fuck about. Like, James Worthy tweeting about, oh, all, all they do is just like, I don't give a fuck what he said right now. Let him let him fucking talk. Don't like, <laughs> give a shit. And they're talking about, they were they were pulling up any. Anything they could possibly talk about, like, like, will they keep Westbrook? How about you? How about you wait till after the
0: fucking season? Right, right. I think the big thing for me though is someone made a really good point on Twitter. I can't remember who it was. Darvin Ham was the assistant coach on the Milwaukee Bucks, right? Yeah. Everyone knew that if Mike Budenholzer did not win a championship last year, he was going to be fired from the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. Kevin Durant, if he hits that three, with what like instead of a two? Yeah that whole coaching staff is probably no longer with the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm -hmm. So when you think about it, it's like he could have been fired. He may not even be in the running for this job anymore if Kevin Durant hits that shot. That's how fickle the NBA is. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's like LeBron likes it. There are a lot of people who like it. But again, the million dollar question is, how do you incorporate Russell Westbrook? And then also, how do you get Anthony Davis more to play the five? Like, look at Jokic. Mm -hmm. We've seen him change the game. As a center. Yeah. And also, we need to also get rid of all these labels because Joe Embiid, there's no reason why he shouldn't have been first team All NBA mm-hmm. as a forward or a center. Oh, that
1: forward, yeah, it's just so stupid. Bullshit.
0: But, but Anthony Davis needs to figure out what he wants to be and how he can lead this team along with Russell Westbrook as LeBron goes into what? 20. 20, yeah, because he came in 03. Number
1: 20. Wow. of year. And like someone said on Twitter, they're like, when LeBron tweeted about it, he's like, they're like, I don't remember LeBron tweeting about Frank Vogel like this.
0: Oh, Bobby! happy? Like, that's we, a good point.
1: Well, that's why, like like, like, like the fact that LeBron tweeted that is one of two things. Either he truly wants him as the coach for, hey, we don't know. But Obviously, all we know is me outside looking in. We don't know what's going on behind closed doors because it's clear. LeBron knew something about this. Like, he was part of the fucking – he was probably sitting in the room like, what do you got planned for Westbrook? Right. Like, he probably sat there with AD on the phone like that. What do you got planned for everybody? I
0: think they said he had the best plan. Darvin Ham had the best he plan the best for Westbrook.
1: And then, like, and it, it, oh, that's what it was. Kevin Garnett talking shit about, like, all oh, Lakers. Like, why is ESPN bringing that up? Like, I don't give a fuck what Kevin Garnett said. He's a fucking. First off, I'm not gonna talk about that right now. Because, like, Boston, <laughs> go, go fuck, go fuck. Like, you guys win one fucking ring. You guys all this shit. I am happy the fact that Doc Rivers is finally off the fucking radar with us. Because I'm tired of that bullshit rumor. Like, are we getting Doc? I'm like, I hope the fuck not. Like, right. I think Gilbert said it best. Doc is pretty overrated. Like he, he, he broke it down why he said it and I was laughing but I, him, I was like he's a good fucking point. He was like yeah he won with three fucking Hall of Famers but besides that what'd he do? Right. And then he was like he, he broke it down like he gave him the Clippers nothing with them and they were one of the better teams in the league at the time. Like what is it? Like, Obviously injuries take a fact but like we'll see as Lakers hopefuls, all we can do is wait and see because now we're fucking cash strapped we got, no, we got no draft picks really we have no nothing we could do Like, do we keep Westbrook? Do we not? Does he make it work? Does he opt out? Right. Obviously, he's not. Like, who would? Um, You know, like, we're not training him for John Wall, are we? Hope not. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's already
0: happened before in the past. Um, Here's the one thing I will say, though, about Darvin Ham. Darvin Ham, uh, as he officially becomes the Lakers' new head coach, is the 15th active black head coach in the NBA. Which is wild. That's half. Out of the 30 NBA teams, 15 of them will be African-Americans.
1: And then, uh, yeah, that's right.
0: So, the question is, where do you think the state of black coaches stand in the NBA, Victor?
1: So, now, it's tricky. So, like, I get it. So, like, it's a difference, like, how the NFL, they don't have They have, well, at one point they had none, but now they kind of fix that a little. Right, right. And it's like, I think the NFL, it looks worse for the NFL because they have a history of this shit. Rather than basketball, they give coaches chances. And it's just like, it should look like <laughs> this. And obviously, it's like, you know what? Obviously, the best person should be the coach.
0: Right. Regardless, Off the of top. Way.
1: Off top. Like but we're, all we're top. asking
0: for is opportunity.
1: Opportunity. And, and honestly, now that, okay, now I like how half is, and obviously the NBA is very is very progressive with all their fucking things. Like, they've always been like that. They, they know. Because they, they, they understand what it is. Like, they like, listen, their biggest fan base is probably black people. And they want to be happy. Like, we want them to keep coming to us and, like, and having a good time because they don't want speaking out. Like, they, they want LeBron speaking out against the NBA because that would be a bad look for them. Right. Because if LeBron were to come out tomorrow, like, why is not more black coaches? Then it would probably be a big deal. Like, yo, what the fuck is he? Why he's saying this? He's one of our biggest players. Like, it's not good. But it's like, it, I love it. I love seeing it. And obviously now, the next step. Next step is, all we want is just an opportunity. Right. Now that we have half our coaches, I'm okay with that. Like, I get it. There's some definitely. There's some great white coaches out there that are well qualified. There's some Asian coaches that are probably well qualified. Eric Spolstra, minority coach. Exactly, and he was there for a while. Like he. Yeah, he, he culture. He culture. He like he get. Like, he's, <coughs> remember at one point he was gonna get fired. Now he like he clearly a good coach. And you have Brad Stevens was a good coach, and he said, "No, way, I'm gonna step back. I'm gonna go to president."
0: Was he a good coach? Well, I mean, he took,
1: he took Butler to the fucking finals. Wait, Butler. Isn't that where he, is that where his school he went to?
0: Oh, but, but you're talking about, I thought you were oh, about Jimmy yeah. Butler, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes, Butler yeah, Indiana, saying, like, yes. With I, Gordon Hayward, yes, 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 yes. i was yes. saying.
1: Yes. saying, like, he, white people, even he, he could be a coach, now what I want to see is I want to see more people of color or even women in the executive roles. Right. So that's, that's, obviously, when it comes to ownership, that's a whole different, like, plateau, a different, different uh, wall to break into. Because that requires... Glass ceiling, for sure. First of all, it requires money. And also, most of these... A lot of people... People know, like... Most teams... A lot of teams were inherited by somebody's dad who owned in the 60s. And if they, they died, passes to them. So on, so on, and so on. Or they, they fucking own some wild shit that they owned by a team real quick. So I get that. I get the ownership part. a little, a little trickier to get into. But I want to start <laughs> seeing more presidents or the GM or... Even the executives who, who we hear about. Like, oh, he's the vice president of basketball operations for... The Suns are like, right. I want to see more of that. And then, like, on the side note, like, you saw how Becky Hammond right now with the Aces, she's fucking had the best first month of ever. She's like yeah. 9 yeah. And 1. Yeah. And clearly, I'm saying, it's first of all, you know who owns the Aces, right? Mark Davis. Yes, sir. It's, uh... Yes, sir. <laughs> but, anyways, I've, I feel like Becky, all she, she's gonna have, I think she's gonna have a good career in WNBA, but we know where she belongs.
0: NBA. WNBA. NBA. At some
1: point, yeah. I think she, w- I think she should be and will be the first female head coach in the NBA. I hope within the next like seven years, because I think she'll do her. I think she'll do her four years, in Aces, and then I think, in about the fifth year, somebody can come call and like, hey, do you want to come to the RLS? Maybe, who knows? Vegas might get a fucking team and go like, hey yo.
0: Oh, NBA team, yeah. Let me, yeah. Let me,
1: let me, let me get Becky. Let me get. And then mm-hmm. let me get Ham. No, yeah. that's just... <laughs> it. But, yeah, I, I love it, too. But, like, I love it. I love seeing half the person. Because it, it's, no, it is? It's the representation of your fucking league. Right, exactly. Like, and love of the game,
0: too. Mm-hmm. Like, Becky Ham loves the game. And she's been a part of the NBA, WNBA for so long. Just basketball for so long. And she's been good at it for so long. Like, when you go to the Spurs, if Greg Popovich hires you, that's not that's an no accident. Joke. Yeah, that's, no, that,
1: that's like... That's literally going to like going to Harbor and having a resume,
0: like, oh, what'd you work with? Oh, Paco Village. Like, yeah, okay, exactly. Yeah. Um, the big question is what happens when it comes to the ownership and the GMs and the vice presidents? Mm-hmm. That's what we really need to see. And I think someone made a great point that it's I think six out of the fifteen, excuse me, are former players. So it's uh, for what? For the head coach of the NBA. Oh okay, like I get you but it's, oh, it's, like it's
1: players are going into the coaching, program. but it's no Jeez, longer it's
0: no longer a prerequisite. Of like, you had to play in the NBA to be a coach. It only seemed to apply to black people. Like, when you look at Eric Spolster, you're like, yeah, he played in college. Then he got a job with the Heat and then went up from there. But, again, he was never – Kind of like Pat
1: Riley did.
0: Well, Pat Riley played in the NBA. But,
1: but like, he started into, like – was he broadcasting and he came with Yeah, record? but when you go
0: to Kentucky and you're part of Rupp's runs and then you win a title with Jerry West, one of the only titles Jerry West ever won, and then you go to like the Lakers, yeah, that's different. Like Spolster and Pat Riley, not the same. <laughs> Definitely not the same. But I do think it is an uh, interesting point that we bring up that, you know, as we talk about social equality and all this stuff racial injustice, that we are starting to see that NBA take the main like reins on what we should have. He also was
1: number mm. went the number 1 spot. want the number 1 spot? That's what they want. Which I think
0: they will have. And I think the fact that yeah, you're I mean, right, like co- like with LeBron co-signing it, it's a great deal. But when you look at someone like Darvin and him, who had to sit on the bench, earn his stripes mm-hmm. versus like Steve Nash.
1: So let me ask a question. Do <coughs> you think Steve Nash can coach?
0: <coughs> we don't know.
1: See, the thing is, like, people, I think people assume, like, oh, you're a point guard. You're a coach. Like, it's not the same or, thing.
0: Sometimes. Or it could just be like getting your licks in. It could be like, yo, did we? Okay, so let me get this straight. Steve Nash, great point guard, who played for Dallas and Phoenix. Coached in Brooklyn, everyone thought he was a joke, and then left, or will be leaving. We like suppose. Who does that sound like to you? Direct. Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd played for the Suns, played for the Mavs. Was a coach. People like laughed at him did not think he was good. He was pretty. He's been but
1: pretty good. He that.
0: got his team to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, like yeah.
1: He's, he's been. He, I like them with the Bucks. I just, I think his um I think his I think in the beginning his coaching style. He had to learn. Like he said, he got his licks in. And I remember the best game where he said, hit me, hit me. That's a smart move right there by a coach to get a free timeout. He got fined, but hey, smart move on his hand. Like, it was so fucking stupid. but like.
0: No, again, like, again, Steve Nash and all these other coaches, it's hard to coach in the NBA. People think it's
1: easy, and just like, oh, I got Kevin Durant and Kyrie's going to be easy. It's not like yeah, that. he found out real hard. Like, it's <coughs> not that. You don't just, you can't just run fucking <coughs> plays. Like, you can't go, oh, Durant, score, <coughs> score 15 points for him and quit. <coughs> right. Craig, again. The hard
0: part. Excuse my cough. Like it's been but I, a lingering thing. My
1: next thing I want. the next thing I want to see. I want to see a female. Like, if not a head coach, make her fucking like president of operations in that, in NBA. Right. Like, go for that. Like, I want to see that. Obviously, the ownership thing. That's a whole different like ball ground. So like, I'm not even like, like no, him my owner like you can't make my owner. However, if they do, which we which we which we believe they are, are gonna be adding on two more teams. I would personally like. Two minorities on those teams. Right, exactly. Or if, even not, if they don't own it outright, I get it. I get it. If somebody comes in with better, more money. Like if fucking if Basil comes in and goes, I want the team, oh, so. the NBA's going to be like, oh, it's yours. Yeah, exactly. I get it. But at least give a minority group a chance. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? At least give them a shot.
0: No, I totally agree with you, but uh, we're going to go from that to just, Victor, we've been talking about this in the group chat, and it's the funniest sports story I've ever seen in a long time. So. Cincinnati Reds outfielder, mm-hmm. Tommy Pham, okay. former Padre, uh, went up to Jock Peterson, outfielder for the San Francisco Giants, mm-hmm. former Dodger, and he slapped that man. He slapped him, and everyone was like, the bullpen. And this is pregame, pregame workout. And people were like, what happened? The whole dugouts, the benches, they all cleared. And it's like, wait a minute, how did this happen? Mm-hmm. And then we come to find out, as more and more stories trickle out, it turns out it all stemmed from fantasy football. That's
1: so fucking ridiculous. That's so funny. Because it makes you think like, like, what the fuck? Like, what could he have done? Also, that's right there. Tell me right there. If you are on the field pregame, you go up to this nigga and you slap him in the face, that tells me right there, one of two things happen. Either y'all are playing with some real fucking money. Yep. Or whatever he said, was so disrespectful that you said it's on site. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or a mixture of both. So that tells you right there. And then how? How? That's why I remember I told you like I hate how all this elite acts like oh, you shouldn't be gambling. These niggas are gambling, bro. Like these niggas are gambling for sure. Like question is when it comes to players like them, like is it a twenty k buy in? Is it like a fifty k buy in? You know what I'm saying? But well, like, I
0: think it's okay for them to gamble because it's football, not baseball.
1: No, I I guess you know it's all fine, but like you no, know, they're doing shit themselves. But it's just like it is, it's just funny as fuck. And now the now baseball has to answer for this, and baseball should be like that's not our fucking problem. It's them two niggas doing that shit. Like like listen, we all do. You know what? Both y'all suspended. Done deal.
0: Okay. Tommy Pham got suspended, and then it came out that what happened was Tommy Pham didn't like the fact that Jock Peterson used a injury reserve spot for a player that Jock Peterson said was injured on his team. And then Jock Peterson, who again played for the Dodgers, and Tommy Pham, who played for the Padres, NL West rivals in baseball, he sent him a meme about how like the Padres suck, essentially like making fun of the Padres, which he took exception to. And then it comes out today that Tommy Pham then says this all could have been avoided if Commissioner Mike Trout would have just like taken action against it. Which again, it's just so many layers and so funny. But I think you're it got right.
1: Even better because it's like, what the hell did Mike Trout do?
0: He was the commissioner. He no, could have. Like, he could have avoided it, all of it.
1: It's just so ridiculous. It's just like how when, when Pat Beverly was on fucking ESPN, he's like, "Yeah, my former teammate. I'm gonna say his name, um, Paul George." He's like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. Like, why are you bringing him up right now? Like, what are you talking about? Like, and it, it, now it makes you wonder, like, yo, what did he do? Like, right. What was it that was so like, like that? Like, you got upset over him using an injured reserves position and sending a meme. You know what I'm saying? Like, I keep I, listen, that would piss me off. But I'm not going to slap you in. F- First of all, <laughs> if I know we're both professional athletes, Curtis, and you piss me off all the time, I would wait till we're behind closed doors and I would fight you. I wouldn't fight you in the public view because we're both getting fucked over that. Because now what happened? Now they're both suspended. <coughs> and you know the group chat I like, y'all think it's stupid.
0: Right, right. Got in all this trouble for no reason. And then
1: you know, like, because again, the MLB probably has to go, like, now because they have, like, I don't know some, I don't know, was it NBA has, like, certain rights over their phones, over some weird shit, like, or communications, so now MB's gonna pull them aside like, Mike Trout, come here. What's going on? Oh yeah. Like oh yeah. Here's your here's your union rep. What the fuck is going on? This is all off the record. Don't worry. But they're gonna they're gonna, they're gonna wanna tell them like, yeah, what happened? Tell us the truth. Okay. And they're gonna be like, are you guys out of your fucking mind? Like, come on. Like, what are you doing? Like. You you are fighting on the field before a game. Over a
0: fantasy football.
1: Over a fantasy football, over an injured reserve. Zombie. Which which just shows
0: you, which shows you, this shit's, this shit's real. Like, it's not just your regular average Joe who you think some fat slob eating a hot dog at 9 a.m., 10 a.m., like, on the waiver wire. It's like, no, this shit is real. Like, people take this seriously. And, and you're no, right. Like, what if, big, big what if it big. was a 50K buy-in? With ten teams or twelve teams, you know what I'm saying? and first place gets everything.
1: You know, trophy or some wild shit. Like, and that's the thing. Like, and what the thing is, it was it funnier Like anybody who plays fantasy, we're just like, I get that. Right, exactly. Because people get pissed the fuck off with the fantasy fans. Like you'd be like, what the fuck? Because people do some st- <laughs> scummy shit, but just like, come on, son, like, you gotta hit me a fucking.
0: Before the game, but speaking of slimy stuff, there was a a subreddit that was going on this week, which which featured people telling stories and anecdotes about staying at their friend's house, Mm -hmm. and then, for instance, this one kid, or one guy, talked about when he was, you know, adolescence, and said, I was staying at my friend's house, and I was spending the night. The next morning, I woke up. My friend and I were hanging out in his room. He gets a text on his phone and said, I'll be right back, so his friend leaves the room, and... He's gone for fifteen twenty minutes. So the guy sitting in his room is like, "Wait a minute, where'd my friend go?" He opens the door, looks downstairs across the banister, and sees they're having breakfast without him. So the question is, is it rude to not invite your friend that's spending the night to breakfast or dinner, um, th- like that day or night? I think the answer is obviously yes. Like I think parents know, like you got to ask a kid to stay over, so you understand what happens when. You Know all the, the all the things that are encompassed when people stay
1: over. Yep. I think that's fucking weird. Like, listen, I can understand. Like, if somebody comes over, hey man, you gotta go. My, I'm gonna, eat her. <coughs> that's okay, that's fine, right? But spending the night, if you spend the night, that's fine, whatever. But like, that's kind of weird if you're if the parents because obviously the parents, it's one thing if the parents didn't realize you slept over last night and they didn't make food for you. Like, oh shit, I make food for you. Hold on a second. But for you to not feed the kid? Yeah. Because I kind of, I don't think that's fucking weird. Like, I'll probably be like, I would tell, I, I feel like if I went home, if I was in high school, I my mom that. i like, oh yeah, they ate dinner. I oh,
0: you, you ain't hanging out with him no more.
1: they like, the fuck, why not? Why they fighting and they feed you? And they are probably be like, but well, they can't eat, they can't cook them like that. I'm like, I don't know, they
0: just want to do it. Dude, it's just a lot. Like, I, I think that's cultural. Like, that's just a cultural thing. I think we and I know, like, when someone invites someone over, you say like, okay, I got to cook that person breakfast. Or, you like from a parent situation, it's like, hey, you speak to other parents and go, hey, I can't afford to like pay little Timmy and feed him. Like, what time are you guys getting here? Is it okay if like he spends the night, but you guys get here and we go from there? Um, I think that's like one thing they could have done. Um, uh, but another thing, too, is we, Victor has a new show that he's watching, no, cooking. no, no uh, new cooking show.
1: I love this. It's called Rat in the Fucking Kitchen. If
0: you've been watching the NBA playoffs on TNT, they've been advertising it like crazy. It and it's like, actually pretty good. It's on
1: TBS and TNT. It's on their networks. I know. Which is you? I I always thought it was Food Network. I thought it was Food Network it's Food. Yeah. It is one of the greatest. It's like it's six chefs, or okay, I'm sorry, not six chefs. It's six motherfuckers who they <laughs> who they call together. Some are private chefs. Some are like very minor executive chefs. They're not. I don't think they're they're, they're they are they they whatever they cook. And then they have some fucking French nigga and some comedian. <laughs> and, um, and the goal is, out of the six people, it's, it's a 50k pot, six people, however, one of them is the rat. And he purposely, or he or she, is purposely trying to sabotage all the meals throughout the episode. Yeah. And they all know about the rat, so they have to figure out who it is by the end. And it is some of the funniest shit in the world. Because everyone is paranoid with everybody else. Wow, the rat is sabotaging them. Now, some episodes, they're correct. Some, they're kind of correct. And some, they're completely fucking wrong. Right. And the ones that they're completely fucking wrong on are the funniest ones. Because the dude, like this one dude with the black guy, ironically enough, he's black. He was the rat. And he was fucking up.
0: He was good, though. He was good, though.
1: Shit. He was just sliding salt into shit. He was pouring stuff in. Dump- he was not fucking. Cooking it correctly, turn the oven off. It was hilarious. Cause they have all the, the the kitchen obviously is filled with cameras. They obviously edit it out so you'll see all of it. But then when they when they prove who it is, they start showing what he did, you're like, wow. <coughs> like whoever's doing this video all this video is like, did it do not You'll haul that motherfucker right now. Like they were going off though. I like the show. I think it's I think it's a good concept, I think it's funny as fuck.
0: And I think we're right that why is it not put on Food Network? Like, why did you put it on TBS? Because it could have been so much better if you put it on Food Network.
1: And it makes sense to be on Food Network.
0: Yeah, it absolutely does. But, uh, again, if you haven't watched Rat in the Kitchen, go to TBS. It's on there. Uh, it's it's a very good show. It's a great concept. Natasha Larargo, I hope I pronounced that mm-hmm. right. She, I, she's in LA. I would love to have her on the show because it's such a good concept. But it's on TBS, so make sure you watch watch it. Not better than Chopped, though. Chopped is still the number one cooking show, in my opinion. Uh, but I there is something that... Bobby Flay. <laughs> no, I don't like Bobby Flay. But that's a different subject for a different day. However, we have a question for you guys. We'll put this on a poll when we, like... For- when we when we we have the chance, so Victor and I are like really big into going to like different sporting events uh, and different sports stadiums. So during the summer, Victor and I are going to uh, visit a couple sports stadiums, and you'll see us there, and we'll take pictures of it. But the question is, if you go, to, I've been to because we this, I bring this up because I've been to I believe fifteen or sixteen, I think it's maybe seventeen baseball stadiums. Right? Baseball stadiums. So Victor asked, well, if you were to go to if you had never been to Fenway Park, which I haven't but you were to see a concert at Fenway, do you still count that as you've been to Fenway? And I would say no, because the whole point is to go to, like, the baseball stadiums and I see a baseball game.
1: counts. Well, I mean, I don't know if it does. I think it counts, because it's not about... It's, the question is, have you seen Boston play in Fenway? No. Have you been to Fenway? Yes.
0: I think that's also the definition of, like, okay, I've been to this state. Like, I think there's parameters guys yeah, set up. Yeah, I've been
1: to Florida, but I haven't been to Miami
0: no no no. i'm saying like i've flown into minneapolis st paul okay. hundreds of times yeah we never been there. but i've never said i've been to minnesota the been, state of
1: i've been to dc but i've been to the airport
0: that doesn't count why not because you haven't been there but you I haven't just, done anything I outside the airport on their soil. no it doesn't matter
1: i spent money in it doesn't airport.
0: matter it does not matter so that's that's the thing it's like how do you dictate like how you've been to a state for me it's always did you spend the night there okay did you eat food did you get drinks there? No. Or here's a big one. And I know this is like, again, did you take a shit there?
1: I can respect that. But <laughs> what if, if, if you on a road trip and you drive through a state? Do you consider, and you stop for like water or something like that.
0: I say like, if you stop. Let's say you're on
1: a road trip we are going to like Montana. And
0: I say if we were going through like Wyoming or something. And
1: I think, was it one of them you could probably do one shot in,
0: like I would say if we stop there, stop at a diner, take pictures, get food, and like are there for at least two hours, I'd be like, okay, I've been there. Okay. Been there. But for for a stadium, you can't just say can, okay. like, oh, I've been to Staples Crypto but I saw Taylor Swift. It's like, nah, you like you You've been to Staples
1: though. Oh no, it's different. I feel like you've been there. I feel like it's different. Now I think because like remember like I've never been to I've been Dodger Stadium, probably for baseball, nothing else. I've been to Crypto or Staples for wrestling, basketball, and and concerts, and then football stadium and the Vegas Stadium. I've been to SoFi Stadium, and then Qualcomm before they stopped playing there. And But it's just like, if I go for a concert, I went to the stadium. That's a good point. Well, Victor, we got to
0: get to the one topic you've been like very excited to talk about. Mm-hmm. So this is Victor's movie review,
1: Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun motherfucking Maverick, bro. Listen, this fucking movie has been 36 years in the making for the sequel. And I remember when Top Gun, I never even watched Top Gun until last week. Because I, I realized, I was like, I know what Top Gun is all about, but I never watched it. Because I know what it is, like, you see so many clips of it over the years, you feel like you've watched the movie. You know what I mean? Like, cause also, I really don't like how they did they do trailers. I think trailers kill the movies now. Because, like, I get it. You got, you, got, you got to sell the movie to me. But, like, you were essentially kind of showing some of the best parts of the movie. Like, already, right. I'm already looking forward to it. Like, just show me, like, They should make a different trailer. This is the movie. Go see it. Well, I also think this is a good point. And, like,
0: I saw Top Gun because my grandfather was in the Air Force, and we used to watch that movie all the time before I got old enough to realize they weren't Air Force pilots. They were naval pilots. But Top Gun is one of those movies where you don't remember the plot, Mm -hmm. but you remember very famous, like, scenes about it or things about it. So with Top Gun, you remember Highway to the Danger Zone, Kenny Loggins' The Song, I Got a Need, A Need for Speed. You remember the volleyball scene? Yes. You remember like the you the know the, the over like the bar where they're like you remember stuff like same thing with Jerry Maguire. Like I've only seen Jerry Maguire probably like twice. Yeah. But you remember like Show me, show me the money. You had me at hello. Like you remember like very like little things, even even though the plot's like what was the plot about? Like who getting money. So World you, World you World said World. Top Gun already surpassed three hundred million worldwide. worldwide
1: yeah. Also it's just like if it felt it's just like <laughs> this movie. It was one of the most intense things, like action wise, top ten out of ten, action wise, mm. acting, all the shit. Like you can, you can, you can pick a feeling you want on that. There was obviously certain scenes. Like, it's a movie, so like obviously it's not real, but like, it, the parts that they were trying to say this is the real part of the movie, that shit was intense. <laughs> like it was, it was a movie that it was, it was so good. I haven't wanted to watch a movie again. Afterwards. Oh wow. Oh wow. Afterwards. Like I wanted to sit there and like go like what the fuck? Like I I was sitting there and on my recliner seat, I fucking pulled that shit up. Oh my gosh. I I hate recliners so much. I think it's so that shit killed the fucking (laughs) movie experience. But like I literally was just sitting up just like watching it, like, oh my god, like trying to explain to my girl, like, yo, like, do you understand what the fuck's going on right now? She's like, No, I was like, you don't understand. In real life, that situation is fucking insane. Like the human body shouldn't be going through shit like this, and I, I told her like that fucking only thing. I have a big problem with Curtis, a fucking huge fucking issue with. So they use actual navy, they use the actual stuff. Okay. Do you know how much that shit costs an hour? Oh my gosh! So okay. you're saying like? you know how much F, So they are flying F fourteen all that like that. Those shits cost like fifty seven thousand dollars an hour. Okay. All right. <coughs> now the budget of this movie was one hundred and fifty million dollars. Now, I swear to God, they were they were they were on fucking aircraft carriers, doing this shit. So you guys were using American Dollars. property, yep. property with American soldiers, naval people, in the middle of the fucking ocean, doing shit for a movie. Who the fuck was paying for that?
0: Also, before before this movie was supposed to come out in twenty twenty. Yeah. But Tom Cruise was like, "This movie is gonna be so good that we need to wait." After the pandemic, just like make sure people can see it in the theater.
1: So, mm-hmm. the fact that he did that, like, I yeah, guess it, good for it him. It worked out. And also, uh, Tom Cruise is about to own the summer <coughs> this year and next summer because during the whole movies, they were showing Mission Impossible Part One.
0: Oh, were they really?
1: So, yeah, where I think it's number six. I think it's number six now. Number six, Part One, next summer. I was like, Jeez. what the fuck? i like, this motherfucker got three movies coming out. He has, this year, he had Top Gun. Next year, he's got Mishapapa with part one, and clearly, there's going to be a part two to it, off the bat. And I'm just like, and this nigga Tom Cruise is almost 60 years old, this nigga look 45. Yeah. And my girl's like, how? I was like, it's called being rich since the fucking 80s, okay? Like, this man has all the money in the world. Like, Tom Cruise is one of the biggest actors in the world. In the world, yeah, for real. Like, this man, like, even though, like, some of his past movies, like, you can say the past, like, five to ten years, like, have been, like, kind of, like, shit... So Oblivion, you see that one? <laughs> no. that, that shit was shit. But <coughs> because who he is and his the star he is, it makes twenty million dollars worldwide. Right, right. Just right. like despite him being in it, even though it's still shit. And all I tell people is, you gotta watch. You gotta watch fucking uh, Top, Top Gun Maverick. Maverick. Yeah. Well, hello. Uh,
0: that's gonna be it for us. Let me call you back. <laughs> on the podcast, <laughs> as Victor answers a phone call on hey, the podcast. You got to. Uh, that's it for us, but uh, we highly suggest you listen to the podcast that we did before this one, which is all about um, gun control and the things that our country has been going through. Um, there's so much more that we can do, guys. Um, this it, it is not a, a, a political issue. This is a straight up American human it's a being moral issue. Issue. It's a moral moral issue, moral, it's a moral issue. Moral so issue. please take a listen to that, and we would love to hear you in the thoughts about what you guys think about that. And please, like, if you disagree with us or agree with us, please, we are always welcome to learning about have both sides. Yeah, again, we are definitely more than welcome to have that. So um, until then, Victor, where can people find you and where can they find the podcast? You
1: guys can find the podcast at the E-Rose Podcast. That's T-H-E-E-R-O-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. That's TikTok, baby. Instagram and Twitter. You can find me at V-I-C underscore gw four zero three Ds. i am on everything with that same mask.
0: So you can find me at Chilling with Kurt. That's chillin', no G, with no H. Kurt, because I can't put Curtis because it's too long. Instagram. Uh, chillin' with Kurt on Twitter, Instagram. I'm on TikTok for some reason. Check out the Victor, uh, the video that Victor tagged me in where I had Publix for the first time. It's a southern uh, grocery store chain. Their subs are supposed to be really amazing. And I had a great uh, Cubano sandwich from there. So please give that a look too. Uh, follow us. And Victor, where are we going to be this summer?
1: We're going to be outside, baby.
0: All uh, right. Until then, you guys stay safe.